0: welcome to new life church teaching titled a christmas celebration our teacher today is alan smith good morning christmas saints of god it's so good to have you here today i believe that prayer works i told the lord i said well lord it's going to be a bad day so people crowd will be down a little but i believe you're up a little so i believe in prayer we're so glad you're here so glad that those of you that are watching online are with us i am going to present to you on this pre-Christmas teaching this morning on an argument that's out there in the world today. The argument is, should we celebrate Christmas or not? As you all know me from times past, I like to skirt around controversial subjects. (laughs) So I thought I would skirt around this one a little bit. The title of the teaching, last week we did the second coming of Christ. This week we're going to be looking at the first coming of Christ. And what does it mean? What is the application? What is going on this time of year? What in the world is going on? And I know there's in that the, it appears that a lot of the world, whether they believe in Jesus or not, they sure enjoy Christmas time. The United States, uh, we're going to spend in the billions of dollars just on Christmas presents. And where does, where does the idea come from? And of course, the idea, I'm not going to tell you the idea, I'm going to show it to you. Look here. In today's teaching, I've got Christmas. Now, this teaching is we're going into a Christmas celebration service, and this is the, if you will, the pre-game show. This, This is before our celebration service. So I want to give us some understanding, some behind the scenes on why we're doing what we're doing. And in Christmas, a time to celebrate. There's pros and cons about that even in the own Christian world. There's uh, in Christianity, believe it or not, there's a lot of people that get into the pagan side of Christmas and just as a little news flash, Satan's been paganizing everything that God's created for a long time. So we don't go we got to be careful when we go there. Now, when the Christmas, where do we get the word Christmas from? And I know that the first part of the name Christmas, of course, of Christ, which is representing Jesus Christ. Uh, The second part is Mass. I know a lot of people want to say, well, that's what Catholicism does and all that. And it is. But it's called, the the Mass is a celebration is what it is. So Mass means a festival or a celebration. So we put the two together, Christmas... It means the celebration of Christ is where the t- actually the name comes from. Now, celebration, what does that mean? Cele- a special, enjoyable event that people organize because something pleasant has happened or because it is someone's birthday or anniversary. So we see that when we celebrate Christmas, it's, we're celebrating the birth of Christ. And you say, well, Alan, why don't we do the actual day? Well, I'll argue with you, nobody knows. They get around the seasons and all of that, but nobody really knows the actual day. So let's just pick one and let's celebrate. And you can say, well, why should we celebrate? I hope to make the case through the Word of God on why we're going to celebrate in the second part of the service today as we're moving forward on this thought, this celebration is not only for Jesus, but also a celebration for me and you. Now, I want us to understand that because when it comes Christmas time, we think of a babe in a manger, which is true, about the birth of Christ, which is true, but we're celebrating more than that. We're celebrating the birth of Christ, but we're also celebrating the birth, the new birth of me and you. Now, let's watch it. Mankind has two major emotional problems I put up here. Two major problems, shame and guilt. If you want to condense of all the people I've talked to, including myself, through all the time of my life, you can kind of put everything under two two categories. Shame and guilt is a need of mankind to be taken care of. The celebration of Christmas is about a holy God who was making a provision for the guilt and shame of lost humanity. So I hope you're seeing where I'm going here just a little bit. We are celebrating the birth of Christ, but there's more to the birth of Christ than the birth of Christ. You and I are in this storyline, if you will, of the birth of Christ. It's a celebration of Christmas is about a holy God who was making a provision. That's the reason we had the birth of Christ for the guilt and shame of lost humanity you know, Jesus's birthday that we celebrate is the only birthday we celebrate that he doesn't get any gifts. Uh, We'll not go into that one. Okay. Christmas is about hope and about forgiveness. When we celebrate Christmas, it's about hope and it's about forgiveness because the Christ child has been born. To take away the Christmas celebration is to take away the celebration of God's greatest gift to mankind. And that's where I present my argument on why I think we should celebrate Christmas and why it should be a big time of year. You cannot escape. Now this is to a spirit-filled believer. You cannot tell me that you cannot feel the presence of the Holy Spirit during the Christmas season. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you can't feel it, you need to repent you got a bad attitude and you've been talking about the dark side too much. You need to capture the spirit of Christmas. It's because it's the Holy Spirit in our celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. To live with Him today and forever. To take away the Christmas celebration is to take away the celebration of God's greatest gift to mankind, and that is to live with Him today and forever. I don't want you to take that away from me. It's a celebration that I'm gonna live with Him today and forever. Now Christmas will be celebrated worldwide. It's interesting to me. We start a celebration six to eight weeks before the day. If my house, you, you might get start in July. You can say, why July? Because my wife continually plays Christmas music year round. I'll say it ends in July and begins in July. So in my house, it's continual. But at least in most of the world, we're celebrating this time six to eight weeks before the day that we've set aside to celebrate. I mean, my birthday, you might you do good. You might get a day out of it. Now, if you get into my daughters, they'll make a week out of it. I don't know how you make a week out of it, but they will. You know, they'll have several cookouts and parties. But with Christmas, if you'll notice, it's a long, we're pointing to this day of celebration. And the world does it. The world, like you've heard me say this before, gives testimony unto this day. The year is 2023. 2023 from what? It's from Christ. The world goes by this day. No wonder Satan wants us to do away with it. No wonder. It's a big day, and listen, the year 2023 is as real as the sun comes up every morning. That's how marked in time this birth of Christ is, so we can try to downplay it, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Here we go. At the birth of Christ, there were celebrations. We're going to look at a few of them here in Luke chapter one, and Mary said, my soul doeth magnify the Lord. That's worshiping. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. So here, Mary has given us an example of celebration. From the scriptures, we see that this time is celebrated. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. This verses here are all about celebrating. It is giving glory to God. It's a celebration. At our new birth of salvation, Jesus was birthed into our hearts and lives. When we celebrate the birth of Christ, we're also celebrating the rebirth of Christ in us. Mary celebrated. You see, in things of the Spirit, God is kind of a show-and-tell God. People want to do away with scripture, the literal interpretation of Scripture. You can take this book literal, But it also has a spiritual application. In other words, what happens literally is a spiritual application of what's happening inside of us. But you don't do away with the literal just because you're having the spiritual. The literal is the picture of what's happening to you spiritually. Now, that's the way the scriptures work. Now, in Colossians, it says this, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man, what? Perfect in Christ. So I want you to see that, start making the correlation. Why do we worship, have this Christmas spirit this Christmas time? Because not only is it talking about the birth of Christ, Mary carried Christ, We as believers are carrying Christ. We are the marriage to the world, if you will. We are carrying Him. We've got to make the correlation. Now, the angels celebrated by praising God. I'm just making a case for celebration here. Luke 2, 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of what? great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. It says it's born unto you a what? A Savior. Can you see now? the birth of Christ is about Jesus and you and me, because he puts in the part Savior here. He is my Savior. So I celebrate at Christmas because my Savior is at your Savior. Is the question, is he your savior? Why will we celebrate this Christmas? Why will Alan celebrate this Christmas? Because he's my savior. That's why. And to me, that is a day of great joy. Let's look a little further. Now, the angels also celebrated by praising God in Luke. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of the heavenly host doing what? Praising God. That's a celebration, wouldn't you say? And saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards all men. So we see here that the angels were celebrating this birth of Christ. Well, if it's okay for the angels to celebrate, I think it's okay for me to celebrate. We have this biblical precedence of celebrating this event, is my point. Now look at it here. The shepherds celebrated by glorifying and praising God. It's in Luke 2. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem. And see this thing which is come to pass, which is the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned. Doing what? Glorifying and praising God. That's a celebration. For all the things that they had heard and seen and that it was told unto them. That's our celebration orders, if you will. That's our celebration orders. Glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. The shepherds had a worship service, I said. I think you had a a shepherd's worship service here. And as they were worshiping and praising God for this time, I'm suspicious if we really get into praising and worshiping God even this day. I'm suspicious if the glory of God wouldn't be in this worship, because we are worshiping and praising God because of all that he's done for us. For the birth of Christ, which literally happened, to the birth of Christ in my heart, which spiritually has happened. Now let's watch the correlation here. Now the wise men came on the scene, celebrated and worshiped him. This is in Matthew 2. 1 through 12. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen the star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Can you imagine a king getting upset with a little baby? And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, He demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art not the least among the princes of Judea. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he heard that, when he had privately called, the wise men inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Maybe a little bit of a lie there. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Do you not imagine that that wasn't incredible? When they saw the star, they did what? Rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. When they saw that, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of the God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed to their own country another way. Herod was trying to use them. But we see here that the wise men fell down and worshiped him. There again, I make a case for the celebration of the birth of Christ. Why should we celebrate Christmas? Well, the great truth revealed in the New Testament is that the God became one of us. He became a human being. Now, I want us to switch gears here just a little bit. We need to grasp what happened when Jesus was born. This is a huge deal. It is the birth of Christ, but let's let's go a little further here. Let's allow the Word of God to bring us the truth. And I'm asking your imagination to be the backdrop of a interpretation. I'm asking your imagination to see what we're reading. The great truth revealed in the New Testament is that God became one of us. He became a human being. Now, I want you to consider this. In Philippians 2, 6 through 7, "...who being in the form of God, though it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men." Here's God the Father, his Son Jesus came to this earth. He went through the whole shooting match. He was birthed. He went through the whole thing. He grew up. He learned as a child. God could have just snapped his fingers and had Jesus here six weeks before the cross, I guess. But he went through the whole thing of being in the likeness of man. Now, let's think about this thing. John 1.14 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. Why did he do it? One of the greatest reasons to celebrate Christmas is because Jesus came to be like us so he could show us how to be so we could be like him. One of the greatest reasons to celebrate Christmas is because Jesus came to be like us so he could show us how to be like him. Why did Jesus come? To show us something. Why do we celebrate? I celebrate Christmas because Jesus said, I'll come and be like you. And while I'm there, I'm going to show you how you can be like me. Well, let's watch this incredible phenomena. When we are in our greatest test of life, Jesus truly knows just how we feel. He's lived it. Jesus can say, no matter what you say to him, he can say, I've already been there, done that. He truly identifies with where we are in life. Jesus experienced everything it was to be human. Now, let's move quickly. God became a human in Jesus Christ. This is known as the incarnation, we call it. Incarnation is from the Latin meaning in flesh. So when we say he is incarnated, we're saying that he was actually here in the flesh. The incarnation means that while remaining God, Jesus took upon a new nature, a human nature. Now, can you believe that? Jesus has a divine nature, but he took upon himself the human nature in which he had created. And there's a reason. The incarnation was a uniting, now watch this, the divine nature and the human nature into one being, and into one person. The very fact that Jesus was born in the human flesh was he was going to show us how the human nature and the divine nature could become one. Can we celebrate Jesus? because he pulled it off. Then he said, follow me. He said, not only that, I'll make you the way where you can pull it off. Can we celebrate Jesus? Now let's watch this. The incarnation was uniting the divine nature. That's Second Peter chapter one. If you want to read it, 2 Peter chapter one. The divine nature and the human nature into one being and one person. There's a battle going on in every one of us right now of our human nature, trying to merge with this divine nature of Jesus in us, the hope of glory. There's not a one sitting in here that you're not having this battle of these two natures trying to come together in unity. When we're walking in the spirit, we are in the unity with the Holy Spirit. Now, let's watch it as it continues. Jesus laid aside his heavenly glory to come to earth. In becoming a human being, Jesus laid aside his heavenly glory to live among us. The question is, why did he do it? Why was Jesus born in the stable? Why did he lay aside his glory in the heavens? Why did he do it? I'm going to have to quit talking about this. Lord, help me. The scriptures give us several reasons why Jesus did it, why he came to this earth. God wanted to reveal himself to humanity. We were down here and the Jews, they believed in God. Nobody had seen him. God just decided he wanted to up the ante a little bit. So God wanted to reveal himself more to us. He wanted to reveal who he was to humanity. Can anybody see why I want to celebrate Christmas? John 1, 18, no man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Nobody has seen God. We haven't seen God. So God sent his Son to give us a revelation of who God is, the God we can't see, the God that Moses had to hide behind the burning bush. Jesus explained God to humanity. We need no longer wonder what God is like. Jesus shows us, Jesus himself said this in John 14, 9. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me, you know the scripture, hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Jesus came, the reason we celebrate Christmas is because God wanted to show humanity who he was, what he was like. What his character was like, how he thought, how he walked. God knew that we couldn't stand in his presence without dying. So God sent his son that we might see a glimpse of who he is. Jesus proved this by both his words and his deeds. John 5, then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself. But what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. God the Father wanted us to get a glimpse and to see who he was. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works, that ye may know and believe that the Father is is in me and I in him. I ask you the same question. Look at your life now and look at your life before Jesus was birthed in you. Is there a difference? Are you the same person? That is to be proof to you that God loves you already. The very fact he's living in you is proof that he loves you already. It's proof. It's a work and it's a deed. Jesus also came to fulfill God's promises Now watch this in Genesis 3. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and it shall bruise his heel. Jesus had to come. Jesus had to come to fulfill this promise that God made. Why do I celebrate Christmas? Because that birth of Jesus was the fulfillment of God's promises to humanity. Now let's watch another one here. Jesus also came to fulfill God's promise to Abraham that his descendant would bless the world. Jesus had to come, lest God be a liar. Genesis 12, 3. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Did you know that this blessing that is hidden in this scripture is the birth of Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is that blessing of Abraham to the world. I might say, I think I can celebrate over that. Jesus came to fulfill this promise that God made to Abraham, that through him and his seed, his descendants. Now, let me tell you something. To curse Israel is to curse the very birth of Jesus Christ. Can you hear what I'm saying? To curse Israel is to call a curse upon yourself. To bless Israel is to bring a blessing upon yourself. You choose. Jesus also came to fulfill God's promise to David. Jesus was that promised king. It says it in Luke here. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and this kingdom there shall be no end. Why do I believe in a literal millennial reign? I point you to the Word of God. It's literal. Yes, it'll happen. Yes, it's going to happen. It's a literal promise that Jesus came to fulfill. And by the way, did I mention he's coming again soon? Watch it. Jesus came to bring salvation to everybody. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. And that the Gentiles say, I'm a Gentile, unless you're a Jew, might glorify God for his mercy. Can somebody say, I'm going to celebrate Christmas because I'm a Gentile and I'm going to glorify God for the mercy that I have found in Jesus Christ? As it is written, for this cause, I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. That singing is the same thing for celebrating. Paul's saying he's going to celebrate it because as Gentiles we have found mercy. God didn't know us a dime. It's through his grace and his mercy That we sit here today with our chests poked out and our heads held high, I'm going to heaven. It's because God's mercy and his grace. For that reason, I'm going to celebrate Christmas. Jesus came to bring us a new covenant. Come on now, somebody. You want to know why he came as a babe in a manger? I'm giving you the reasons. Matthew 26. Here's what it says. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it, gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks, gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it for this is my blood of the new Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Here shortly, Brian's going to lead us in communion. I hope you remember this scripture. When we take communion, we're celebrating Christmas. That's what communion is. It's a celebration for the mercy that this babe lying in a manger brought to us crazy, filthy, no good for nothing Gentiles. We were called dogs, you know. I'm not happy with that. The son of God I like, children of God I like. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Now, can I get an amen there, Tim? Can I praise his holy name right there, Tim Parsons? Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning... For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Just amen. That's one reason he came. Jesus came to judge, and I like this part. I hope you like this part. This is one reason I celebrate Christmas. Jesus came to judge. Watch this in John 5. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. Do you realize what that verse is saying? He's given all that judgment to the son. John son said, okay, I'll take it. And he went to the cross to pay for your judgment. That's why I celebrate Christmas. It's because that babe lying in the manger is the judge of mankind. God turned that judgment over to his son. It gets better and better. Jesus came to be an example. First Peter two twenty one. For even unto where ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that we should follow his steps. He took on the human nature of man that we might take on the divine nature of him. Second Peter chapter one. Jesus came to prepare us for heavenly destiny. (laughs) Did you know that? Come on, somebody. Jesus came. The reason I celebrate Christmas is Jesus came to prepare me for eternity that's coming. This is preparation here on this earth. Don't get too used to it down here. Just preparation. I'm so glad school doesn't last forever. Preparation down here. Preparation time. Jesus came to prepare us for our heavenly destiny. We have some here in the room now that you have loved ones that are there right now. I know what they're saying. Alan, go get them. You're telling them the truth. Get them, get them. I believe that they can be in a heavenly host and look over the portals, the over glory and see inside of us. I believe that. I believe they can look into here. Let's watch it. It's in 1 John, beloved now are we the sons of God and it doeth not yet appear that what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. You missed a wonderful place to say glory, hallelujah, amen, run the aisles, get the American flag and the Christian flag and take a lap or two. You missed it, but I am going to give you another opportunity. Now watch this. I think it would be good to celebrate Christmas today. I think it's a good day. To celebrate Christmas today. Can you just think for a moment what he's done for you? Think for a moment. Some of you are here. We were all lost at one time or another. Jesus came unto us just like he did Mary. The Holy Spirit came, deposited. Did you know there's something in you right now if you're born again that's divine? It was all represented because God said, I'm going to go to the earth. I'm going to take on a nature of man. I'm going to show it's possible to mix this divine nature with a human nature. He said, I'm going to show them it's possible. And not only that, he said, I'm going to make them away so they can pull it off. Jesus did more than die your death. When we leave this body and go into eternity or the heavenly realm, it's just going to feel like one small step. I had a dream one time back when I had, was told I wasn't going to live too long. I had a dream in a week there. And in that dream, the angel of the Lord was beside me, and I was in my bed, and the angel in the dream was beside my bed, and I opened my eyes, and I looked up at him in the dream. and I said, it's, it's a funny thing. I said, how will I know when I'm dead? I was in the dream, but that had been a question that had been in my mind forever. I was laying there sick. They gave me two or three months to live. I said, ask the angel in the dream, how will I know when I'm dead? This is what the angel said to me. You don't have to believe it, but I do. The angel said, the only difference you'll be able to tell is you won't have the need to breathe. And that was the dream. So ever since then, I knew a truth. It was a truth to me. You can test it. Call me crazy, if you will. we get to heaven, I'm going to look you up and say, I told you so, but I'll tell you that right now. It's going to be, you're going to feel just like you are right now. When you leave your body, you're just not going to have the need to breathe. You're going to be in the spirit total spirit. You're not going to have this earthly body to hold you down. It's the only difference. So Jesus came to me and to you. We're in school now. We're in training now because of this time of eternity that we're going to spend with him. You see, God's not that excited about us now. He's excited about us in the future and us being with him. He's been waiting on us a long time to cook down here. He's been waiting a long time for us to be with him. You do know that he created us to have fellowship with him but there'll be a day we can see him face to face. I think it would be a good day to celebrate Christmas today. The end of my message is let's celebrate. Amen. So Lord Jesus, be with us this day. Be with us this day, O God, as we come together as a people to celebrate Christmas, to celebrate you coming to the earth, that you taken on a human nature and you mixed it all up with your divine nature. And then you said, follow me. Thank you, O God, that we heard the message of the Christmas season. Let us never again allow the world to discourage us on why we celebrate this time of year. Never again let us be discouraged or talked into a bunch of mouthy demons trying to take away from this day that you came to the earth and made a difference to humanity. Forever and ever. Let us grasp, oh God, the meaning, the true meaning. Let us grasp, oh God, the true meaning. It's not just a babe lying in a manger. It's a babe lying in a manger, and there's every one of us lying in a manger. Dear Jesus, teach us to worship you this day. Teach us, oh God, is my prayer. Lord Jesus, I do ask and pray that this day we will be found as a people of God that worship. Jesus, born in a stable, God, the incarnation of man, to become like man so you could die our death and live a perfect life for us. Lord, we might not be able to pull off a perfect life, but Lord, surely we can pull off celebrating your perfect life. Surely we can pull off celebrating who you are, what you've done. Lord God, I just ask, just call me a Christmas junkie that I might worship and celebrate you all year round. Be with us this day, in Jesus' name, amen and amen.